0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know
0: it is. <laughs> yeah. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share... Uh, yeah, I want to expand on that
1: just quickly, because the real man. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real
0: topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and what a great morning it is. I want to thank you for tuning in for another exciting broadcast of Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. It's time, it's time, it's time. Grab your favorite morning beverage and get ready for real talk, real topics right now. Our topic today, facing death, why end-of-life decisions are so So, so very important. I believe personally that life is precious. It's a gift. It's a God-given gift. And when we leave this earth, we can transcend this gift to our family and or our loved ones by doing just a few simple steps prior to that taking place. Think about eternal life. Think about leaving a legacy. Many people spend more time planning their vacations than planning what happens to them when their life expires. Is it because we think a vacation will happen sooner and it's probably much more fun to plan? I remember there was once a time or an era where you could practically see death coming, and most times it was the natural causes or a long-term slow fatal illness. Such is not the case anymore. In addition, we are losing people because there are more fatal car accidents, senseless shootings, bombings, silent cancer, and other diseases robbing us of the years we thought we'd see. Let's not take life for granted. I'm not trying to scare you. I want to prepare you by encouraging you to get your affairs in order and have your estate matters planned out before your timely or untimely death. We've got to talk about making decisions such as this. And to help me do that this morning, I want to introduce to the audience Stephanie Payne, author, speaker, and film producer. She's in the studio with us today. Let me tell you a little bit about Stephanie She's an RN who's been practicing for over 30 years with a special interest in home health care and hospice. As a talented artist, Stephanie has stretched her skills by writing about her passion, legacy decisions. Stephanie says, don't let your family destroy your legacy. Let's welcome to the show this morning,
1: Stephanie Payne.
0: Good morning, Stephanie. How are you?
1: Oh, good morning, Soy. How are you this morning?
0: I'm good, I'm good. I'm so excited about speaking with you today. I, I really, I, I know that the information you're going to share this one is going to change someone's life. So Stephanie, tell me, how did you come to writing, writing about such material?
1: Well, I'm going to make a very long story, very short, because I know we have a lot to cover today. So it all happened. Of course, I've said I've been a nurse for 30 years, but I never really lived through the whole thing until my mother got ready to die. And at that point, I had been my mother's best friend. I visited her and I was very close with her. And my siblings hadn't talked to my mom in 10 to 15 years. And being the nice kid that I was, I called them and said, Mom wasn't doing well. 48 hours later, so I, I had to fly to California hire an attorney, and meet them in the courts because they wanted to take all my mother's rights away by putting her under a, what's called a conservatorship and and destroy the family trust. And I said no. Two and a half years later of litigation, very expensive litigation, at one point we had five attorneys on the payroll of my parents' trust, we had to stop this. And after crying for quite a long time, I realized I need to start telling some of the other stories that I've been experiencing in my nursing career. So that's where this came from. Now now in your in your book you share um in
0: your book you share this question, um, why families fall apart after someone dies and, and, and why do you find that to be the case?
1: Well, you know, when I look back, you know, let's even go 100 years back, we used to live within a few blocks or even on the same property where our parents were. And life was, you could see the whole process of life. And I think this is like an extension of the breakup of the nuclear family that we have all familiar with, that, you know, children are living, you know, throughout the United States, around the world, and we don't follow the process of life. And so when someone gets ready to die, we may not have seen our parent for many, many years and all of a sudden, you know, there's a lot of unfinished business, whether it's money, control, anger, you know, other family problems, they start rising to the surface and for some reason the 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 dying and the death of a of a family member just brings that all up and it just starts this the sandbox wars. That's kinda how I got the topic the the title for the book is that it brings up all these things that have been stirring around for Basically, a lifetime, and that's what you know that's what seems to be happening and i've I've literally heard thousands and thousands of stories now, and it seems that it's anger, it's control issues, it's unfinished business, it's abuse issues, it's a lot of different things, but it's that's not the time to bring out the family laundry, the family dirty laundry when someone's getting ready to die it's the, That's not the time to do that. And, and how do you how do you suggest you handle that? What are your suggestions? Well, first, first of all, we need to start the conversation a lot earlier in life. We need to start mm-hmm. talking about the end of life when the children are little. I started talking with my children about death and dying when we had pets in the house, and you know that obviously animals don't live you know seventy eighty years like most you know adults do now so we we so we buried some animals, and we talked about it, and how pleasant and it, it's a normal process, so you don't it's not a surprise and then the parents also have an obligation to i it's a form of education it 's the last thing of it part of education that we can give our children is having a family legacy. Now, we we don't even... If you, and this is not about the money. Believe me, this is absolutely not about how much you're worth or your bank account. I've had families that have just completely destroyed each other over, you know, a few pieces of jewelry and a couple pieces of furniture. So it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with getting your your documents in order so that when it's time to get ready to die... Somebody's going to manage the finances. Somebody's going to make the health care decisions. The, the legal documents have been done. And so there's no conflict. It's a, this is a gift to your family, and we talk, you mentioned that in the opening. Getting your documents prepared, it's, a, it's that education thing, but it's, a, it's the most important gift to your family because if it's done and if it's all done, you now have created a next generation so that's what happened with my family, and it certainly happened with lots of families that I've heard about, Soy is that my family is gone. I have no siblings anymore that I would trust or have any, any, any way that I could communicate with them, because they were actually very abusive, not only to my mother, but to myself. And that's not what I'm sure what my parents would have wanted.
0: So when you say so when you say keep the legacy and not destroy the legacy you're talking about the family bond the continuation of communication and is that what you referring to when you it, say the well,
1: That's part that that's part of the story yeah it, it's it, yeah if there is an estate that's you know that's different I mean that's part of it but it is it's like there's no like there's no more family reunions anymore there's no more christmas and parties together, you know, and that goes on that can go on for generations i've certainly heard lots of families that have had you know you know they just are just so close, and then all of a sudden, when a parent dies, and all this drama comes up, the families no longer get together they the the kids don't know each other, they don't know their cousins and nieces and nephews and and it, those those families are being destroyed and if you look at our culture so I, Look at how destroyed our culture is in so many respects. And I I think this is a real big contributor to some of the problems that we're having as a culture right now.
0: Let's, let's talk about some of those documents that that people can start getting together, because we often think that we need that we need an attorney most times. So I, I like to go and share a few of those so that people can get a sense of what they should be pulling together or what they should be using to start the communication about how to handle their affairs after their death.
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, everybody needs all these documents, and it has and, and there's ways to do it. I, I'll tell you a short story that I have a client that just a lovely lady they had basically no money and her mother was getting old and I was coaching her and you know all they they didn't even have a will and and they didn't have they didn't need to get a trust done because there wasn't that much money there was a small house and a tiny tiny bank account and I said you know go talk to an attorney well she actually found one she found an attorney through legal services they did a little beneficiary deed for the for the title of the mother's house and they retitled the bank accounts and they wrote a will. And I mean, it literally cost, I think, $200 to get all these documents done. So it, this is not a prohibitive thing for most people. But some of the documents you need, to, so to make the last few months or years of our life comfortable, you need a living will. In an advanced directive, and those are like your medical documents that will help you and your in your designated advocate help you when like when I can't make decisions anymore, I want somebody who cares about me to be able to converse with the physicians and the nurses as to what I want. Like I don't want a feeding tube, I don't want a ventilator, and that document gives them the power to make those decisions for me. And of course, you can change these documents can all be changed and fixed as you know if if you're thoughts changed, and then it's also important to have a durable power of attorney. And that basically is, is when I can't write a check anymore, somebody can help me with, you know, paying my my electric bill and paying my my rent, and and they can manage, you know, my finances. Now they have a, a legal responsibility. It's called a fiduciary responsibility to to manage it properly, not to not to take it for themselves. That's where elder abuse comes in. That's the other reason it's so important to have these documents done. Because without these documents, it puts you at risk for being being financially abused or even other kinds of elder abuse. And then, of course, getting the will and the trust done if needed. You know, um, and, and believe it or not, this is, I've learned this it's so interesting. Is that people think that a will is all you need. Well, one of the things I've learned, and I haven't done all the research on it yet, but I know in most of the states, in the United States, if all you have is a will and you die, you have to hire an attorney, and that attorney gets a percentage of any money, like 20 to 30%. So let's just do the numbers. and say there's $100,000. That attorney's going to make between twenty dollars and $30,000 off of your estate by law, by, by state statute. If you have a trust... Most of that goes away, and the trusts are not that expensive. You know I had my trust done I was like it was it was easy it was an easy decision, considering the cost of what probate would be for me to get my trust done so those are basically the documents that we need Want me to review them again real quick actually
0: i want to make make a comment i just want to I just want to say something to the natural ear because w- I'm, th- I'm listening to you share this information, and we've all heard it time and time again, but we uh-huh. think it don't relate to us. You know, and so in the opening, how I talked about, and you mentioned as well, how when we were growing young, younger years ago, you can kind of see that coming. You see age happen to your grandparents and your great-grandparents, and they're naturally, um, I want to say, expiring in a, at a place where you can enjoy them. You know, they exactly. get old and, and they walk slower and then they pet your head and then you begin feeding them. And that's sort of thing. But now it's devastating that we're losing people now because people are having strokes. You know, we're not taking care of our bodies the way we need to. There are car accidents, senseless killings. And, you, I mean, you find out today that someone has passed and you hadn't talked to them, you know, or, they, or you just saw them a week ahead of time and they were doing well. So the devastation of that. Death is coming a lot
1: sooner than we
0: anticipate, and, and and a lot of it is coming from accidents. And so I just wanted to to push that to people that tomorrow is not always promised. Absolutely,
1: yeah. That is absolutely true. I is that one of the things. The time we need to make these decisions is when we're young, in our twenties and thirties. Now that sounds like wow, that's too young to be making you know my state plan you already have an estate plan if you if you have a car that's titled that's an estate plan if you have a house in a title that's an estate plan and it goes through the state process if you don't have an estate plan so that's one thing and yes we do need to make these decisions when we're we are of sound mind I can't tell you how many times I've had people sign their living will and advance directives as I'm the hospice nurse walking in the door and you know, mom is dying. I mean, she's going to be gone in a couple of days. Those are not the time to be making those very, very important decisions. Because a lot of times, and I've heard hundreds of stories where some kid gets a hold of the checkbook. that's supposed to be taking care of mom's, you know, bank account and mom's mom's bills. And there's nothing there. So when you think about making these decisions, right? And we do sometimes do die younger than we than we anticipate. That if you have these documents prepared, and a lot of them you can get online, and I said you don't have to spend you know a, really a lot of money to get them, that you you know you can you have the decisions made. So I don't have to worry that my person who's going to be my advocate is going to abuse my checkbook or or make bad medical decisions for me. What if yeah these car accidents, and if there's not a power of attorney or a medical power of attorney. What does that person want? Do they want to do organ donation? Do they want, you know, massive life support, or do they want to just die in peace? Then it's so important to have this, this conversation as well as the documentation done. Absolutely. I 100% agree with what you how you started this segment.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I so, 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 so appreciate the work that you've done. We're going to talk a little bit more about your, your book in a second. We'll be right back with Stephanie Payne. Thank okay. Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Payne is in the studio with us talking about making life decisions that are so important that will cause us to have legacy with our family, talking about facing death. Stephanie, I have a question for you that came through through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, one person has visited your website, and her question is, why does it take... Why does it take so long for legacy plans to be installed with people? Why, why I did secure? I yeah.
1: mm-hmm. take your repeat
0: the question? Why does it take so long for legacy plans to be to start?
1: Well that's I'm actually writing another book on that and it's real simple. We we deny, we procrastinate, we put off, we're we have anger, we have fear, whatever it is that's inside of us that's stopping us, and it's not just from making our legacy plans, but it's for doing anything. You know, why didn't you get your master's degree, or why didn't you buy that house? I mean, we 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 don't make decisions, and that's why it's you know it, decisions are one of the most important things to learn how to do in life. And there's a really great model that we can use in how in learning how. How to make decisions it's called the projaska model there's five stages in dis in, in, in the in the called the it's called the stages of change and of course that relates to decision making so let's say we don't know anything about how to get our legacy done. Well, we need to start doing some research we need to start taking some action and but but most of us are living in denial, so we're in what's a place called pre contemplation We don't even know that we need to do this. So this brings us to 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 my passion about all of this. And this is why I wrote this book is I want to bring this conversation up to a big to the forefront. This is a conversation that I that we have never had to my knowledge. And I've been doing this for 30 years. Doctors are not talking about it. I've had doctor friends that tell me they're afraid to talk to their patients about death and dying. You know, nurses, they don't like to do it. You know, I I enjoy talking to my patients about death and dying. I believe it or not, I have some great stories, some funny, some not, some sad, but they're good stories that that are teaching tools that I use. But we need to just start this conversation and quit denying that it's that it's going to happen. <laughs> Look around. You know, the seasons change, life changes. Everyone that you know will someday not be here. And we need to start planning for those for that time. And it, so we, it, need it is, we need to quit. We need
0: to quit. Quit denying. Yeah, you're right. It, it is inevitable. I, I fortunately have had, well, unfortunately have had more death in the past five years than I than I would, you know, want to have seen in, in my lifetime. Especially with people who are so close and and dear to me. And, and truth be told, that part of those situations that you explained happened, you know, in my family and dealing with that. Mm-hmm. But Mm -hmm. I I, I want, like you, experiencing that, I will want to educate people so they won't have to experience this and and they can be uh, aware of what choices and changes that that they can make now that will just save their family headache after their life
1: expires. And that is so important. My passion is that people will understand this education, and they'll, they'll, they'll call their attorneys, they'll get online, they'll start doing some work and some research. I want better families. I, want, I don't want anybody, anybody of your listeners and all of their friends and family, not to have to go through what I just went through with my siblings, and I want them to have a family a legacy, and it's like I said, it's not about the money. I want to have picnics and parties and holidays together because that's what builds our culture, that's what builds our community, and it certainly builds our families. And if we have happy families and happy passings, we have better families, we have better communities. It it makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Stephanie, where where can uh, where can the listeners get more information about the work that you're doing, the books? Um, I understand you have some very exciting things going on. The documentary or something coming up this year
1: that you're working on? I have a documentary done. It's called Legacy Decisions, and you can okay. find them either on the, my website, the thelegacydecisions.com, or you can go to the thesandboxwars.com, and there my contact information is there. You can. You can learn about the, the documentary, and the documentary is really neat. I'll just give a real brief thing. It's about, it's an interview because I can't give legal advice. It's an interview with an attorney and, a, and an estate planner, and so you get all those questions answered that you're afraid to ask and you're afraid to spend the money on, to you know, to, to go learn about it. So it's a great educational DVD, and then of course the book, the Sandbox Wars, is stories some good, some not so good. About what happens at the end of life, and there's both all of them can be found on my website, The Sandbox Wars. And you i also. A little, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I also, you know, I also help people, you know, mitigate some family problems. If anybody wants to contact me through my website, if anybody's having a big blow up out there, I can get them on a conference call, and I could hopefully put the fires out in the family, so they know that they need to stop this and work on taking care of mom or dad. So that's I really have a passion about that.
0: Is that something you, you say you do that over the phone, so they don't have to come in and
1: uh, in person? You can schedule conference calls. I just schedule right? conference calls. I do. I, it is a fee-based thing, but it's, it's a conference call, and usually one or two conference calls. I can totally put the fires out and get people back on track so they're doing what they need to be doing, and then you know, and, and get it done. And because we don't need to be litigating and we don't need to be ending our families, so I, I, I I'm so passionate about this soy. It's it's such an important topic.
0: And before the call ends, you mentioned something about um, a book or an article about the stages of change, and I wanted to right. get the name of that to share that as well.
1: Well, they can they can just, it's called, well, the guy who invented it is called um, Projaska, and it's called yeah it's called the stages of change and if you just google it you can find it and it's it's a great it's a great tool to find out where you are in just about anything in your life about any if you need to make a decision and you don't know what to do review the stages of change by Projaska, and you will understand why you're not making decisions <laughs> it's a great great tool wow
0: so did you did you use that as a learning tool for yourself
1: Absolutely I did. I teach I teach my patients through the Pachaska model. If they don't have a clue what they're what they need to know, then I have to start with, you know, <laughs> drinking water and you know <laughs> I mean real simple stuff. You know, it's 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 funny, but I have to you have to I have to find out as a, as an educator where the client is. You know what knowledge base they have, and if they have no knowledge base, then I have to start from you know very very basic things, and then I work up to so they can see where the problem is. That's you know that, that's why this is so important. You have to get to a point where you can I call it where you can actually listen to what I'm speaking about, because a lot of people will listen to this conversation and they'll they'll still deny, oh that's not about me, or I don't have to do this but if you can get people to a listening where yes i know that i need to do this that's where you can start making changes that's called the action phase so
0: okay.
1: it's 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 a it's a really good, good tool it's, it's used in you know therapists and and it's it's a great tool for for diagnosing where the where the where learning is i
0: i i actually you you talked about your passion i'm actually passionate about learning new things and i'm i'm so passionate about Uncovering layers of myself, so I think I'm <laughs> I'm going to invest in that tool, <laughs> and I, I find myself more interesting as the days go by. I, I I'm constantly learning new things about myself and why I do this and why I don't do this. And it's actually I actually humor myself sometimes, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that. So I'll definitely try and check out that tool. So Stephanie please before I before the call ends if there's anything that you want the listeners to grasp in this conversation what do you want to leave them with
1: Absolutely I want everyone to have a family and to have a legacy because if we have those two things we have our loved ones around us our world is complete our world is a good place and if we can if I my, my passion is that everyone will get how important the legacy Planning is is so that we can have families and communities that support each other, and and build a bigger, better community for the for the you know man. And that's that's my passion. I, I
0: want to re- remind the the listeners that she, she shared that one of the things that we could do um, to, to begin talking about this is to talk about it early with our kids using pets. As a form to to, to do that, and I, I thought that was a great tool, um, and and that is something that we definitely can can begin sharing um, with kids, and, and 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 then it helps them too, like you said, to be able to process death and, and and to see it for the beauty that it is, and not a taboo thing that that we can't talk about.
1: Exactly. We had celebrations for our pets. We had we you know euthanized them if we needed to. And those are perfectly good conversations that most children can handle. And it's and it's actually we had fun with it. I mean, I I think my children learned a lot, and I think we had fun with those conversations and the events around death and dying. Imagine you know, imagine having death being a, a pleasant thing, which I I've always you know been very passionate about helping my my hospice patients. Having pleasant, I've had people people tell me, Roy, that the experience that I created for them with a the, with the death in the family, it was an experience that they would never wanted to have missed because it, I I helped make it a joyful, pleasant experience. And that, and we can do that. All of us can do that.
0: And one another thing that I, I think is 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 something that we need to keep on the forefront is having healthy relationships. Sometimes we have a problem. When, when we lose loved ones and they transition um, because of the state of relationship that we had with them. Again, to so just be reminded that tomorrow is not promised and, and do it today. Love them today. Talk to them today. Visit them today. Send them a card today because tomorrow is not promised. And and as um, Stephanie mentioned, it is inevitable that we will lose family members and, you know, death is coming. So be prepared. Um, Give your family the gift of, of, of giving them a legacy, giving them instructions, having a will, having beneficiaries on your account so that your hard-earned labor and work could be left for those you, you love intentionally,
1: you know, intentionally. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, Stephanie,
0: we appreciate your courage and, and tackling something like this and getting out there in the community. <laughs> And talking about it and writing books about it and sharing information about it. You know, it takes a lot thank of start
1: to want to talk about things like this and no. I know and I I'm I kinda own this topic and I've been really enjoying sharing my passion with people. I want better families. I really do. So All right. Well
0: thanks again for tuning in and thank everyone for listening. Visit our website, w dot com. Become our friends. On Facebook, join the fan club, join page. Follow me on Twitter. There's a lot going on. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you right here next week.